gentlemen, the show is about to start in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome guys to another episode of the Christian Buddy Show. Cannot wait to get into today's episode. And before I begin, I would just like to make the mention that I am holding a push-up challenge. So I'm just going to play some video, some footage of, of what's been happening lately in the push-up challenge. So I would like to give a shout out first and foremostly to Stavros for first completing the challenge. And this has been something that he has been an absolute inspiration to everybody, especially me. He's, he's always motivating me to push more. And I know that when I'm going for a run, I'm not only competing against myself, I'm also comp competing against other people such as Stavros, absolute legend. Here he is here. And i also like to give a shout out to Heath Dufty Miller for participating in the challenge. I love you, man. This has been an awesome experience. And I know that we're not going too well in our tennis season. There's always next season. We're always improving, always incrementally getting better. I'd like to give a shout out to Nikki, biochem, uh, bio.chem.carnivore. Follow her on Instagram. And I'd like to give a shout out to who else? My dad, Bods, uh, my dad, Bodslayer. Hopefully I'm getting that right. So these are just a few people that have completed my push-up challenge. I have challenged many people. A lot of people are lurking in the back. You know, they're not really participating. They're not really... Uh, they're just kind of looking at social media. They're not actually participating in social media. Hey, man, if I've challenged you, you better do that shit. You know, I, if, if you're challenging me, I'm going to complete your challenge. So that's what it's about. Anyway, guys, enough talking crap. Let's introduce the next guest, Michael Fishinari. He has, he is actually the host of two podcasts, Seen Any Movies Lately? is his first podcast and the second podcast is Oz Culture Podcast. So I am going to introduce my guest. How are you feeling, Michael? Hey, how's it going? Happy to be here. This is so cool. I feel like I'm legit on radio. <laughs> here we go. Well, we don't muck around here at the Christian Buddy Show. And uh, I want to give a bit of a disclaimer because I've actually ripped off a part of your segment. Have you seen any movies lately? So I thought we'd just jump straight into it. And we're going to play a little bit of some trivia. So... <laughs> Are you ready to play Michael? All right. Um, I hope it's not sports related. <laughs> It's not sports. It's oh, actually, yeah, it's actually about movies. Oh, good. Oh, well, so, <laughs> all right, let's, uh, let's get into it. So, the first question in the mix is, in The Matrix, does Neo take the blue pill or the red pill? Red pill. That is correct. What is the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time? Uh, 
I think it used to be Eddie Murphy Raw, and then it became Deadpool. And it might be Joker now. It is Joker. All right. Now, these questions are getting a little bit more difficult as we progress. So the next question is, which of these facts is true about Scream? A, it was originally called Scary Movie. B, they originally wanted Heather Locklear to play Gail Weathers. Or C, Denise Richards was forced to drop out of her role because she was having an affair with Drew Barrymore. <laughs> it's A. It used to be, it was going to be called Scary Movie. That's why Scary Movie ended up being called Scary Movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. I was pretty, um, that was, that's, a, that's an interesting uh, question, that one. Um, next question. Who did Steven Spielberg originally want for the role of Dr. Alan Grant in Jurassic Park? Was it A, Kevin Costner, B, Harrison Ford, or C, Tom Hanks? Okay, well, Spielberg loves Harrison Ford, so I'm going to say Harrison Ford. So far, you're, 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 you're doing pretty well at the moment. Um, this one's a audio, so you need to guess the, you need to guess the, uh, the show to the, to the music. So I'm going to play the music now. Oh. Uh, Stranger Things, isn't it? Nice. Yeah, that is correct. So you haven't got anything wrong. I, I mean, I don't want to jinx you at all. But I mean, um... I, I shouldn't get anything wrong since I host a movie trivia podcast. It'd be pretty embarrassing if I screwed this up. <laughs> it would. It would. Uh, next question. Joaquin Phoenix received his first Oscar nomination for playing Roman Emperor Commodus in what 2000 Oscar-winning epic? Gladiator. Yeah, that was that was an easy one, that one. Uh, who wrote the screenplay for Rocky? Sylvester Stallone. All right. Hopefully, I don't know if you're going to get this one right. This is, uh, is this, no, it's not the final question. Um, in the movie The Dark Knight Rises, the character of Bane was played by Tom Hardy who put on 30 pounds of muscle for this scene. Do you know where the inspiration of his voice came from? Hmm. Interesting. Do I know where the... In hmm. Wow. This might be my first wrong answer. I... <sighs> I'm trying to think. To be honest, when I watched that movie, I, I didn't know what the hell he was going for. Uh, I liked it, but I didn't... I wasn't... Ah, oh, that's I can see what he's doing. Uh, I got nothing. I I can't. I don't know the answer to that one. You got me. Yeah, this one. This one is a pretty tough one. Um, he, he it's the, so the inspiration comes from two people, Bartley Gorman, the boxer. He was a gypsy boxer, and Richard Burden. He was an old school actor. Um, nineteen twenty. He passed away in nineteen eighty four. So. I thought he was just trying to sound as non as incoherent as possible. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he could be he could be doing that as well. Okay, what was the first movie to win an Oscar? Like ever. Sorry, let me rephrase that. The first horror movie to win an Oscar. Oh. Horror movie. Uh 
Exorcist or Deliverance? Silence of the Lambs. Ah, okay. Oh, it took a long time then. I thought it would have happened earlier. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was quite interesting. Uh, what was the first and only animated feature to be nominated for Best Picture? Animated feature for Best Picture. Oh, was it Up? Beauty and the Beast. Ah, okay, okay. You're getting me now, see? I got cocky and now it's it's all crumbling down. It's all crumbling down, yeah. Self-confidence is just going completely shot. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like uh, the corona situation at the moment. Um, what, uh, what was the first... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why this happened. Uh, I would have gotten all these right, but um, yeah. Absolutely. What was the first sport film to win an Academy Award for Best Picture? Rocky. Yep, that was correct. So uh, I think I think he did pretty well. Stallone. Yeah, Stallone. He took a he, he took a massive pay cut as well. They wanted someone else to play Rocky, and he yeah he offered. He said, "I'll play it," but he took a huge pay cut to do it. Okay, I, I heard that it, it was before he made a debut in a porno. That. He did. He did do a porno when he was like super desperate for money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have to be pretty desperate to yeah want to go down that pathway. He and... sold. His, he sold his dog as well to like. That's how desperate for money he was. He sold his dog. Famously, he says this story all the time. He sold his dog to this guy. Then once he got paid for Rocky, he went back to buy the dog off the guy, and the guy wanted ridiculous money. And then finally, after offering this dude a heap of money to get the dog back, he said to him, uh, like, you can be in the movie as well. So the guy that he bought the dog off is actually in Rocky as like an extra. Yeah, right. That's a real interesting fun fact. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, is that, what, what is his act, like, the way he, that he speaks, is that kind of like a natural born defect or something? Or yeah. what? Yeah. His brother, uh, Frank Stallone, doesn't have that. So, okay. yeah. Are you any good at impersonations? Hey, you. <laughs> well, yo, Adrian. Hey. <laughs> not, my, not my best work, but I can do some impersonations. Get to the chopper. Hey, come on. This is Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, I think everybody can do an Arnie impersonation. I think it's that, that's my go to. Uh, that's probably, yeah, anything else, I'm pretty terrible. But uh, I liked yeah. it, it was pretty good. Thank you. I felt like I was talking to Schwarzenegger for a brief second there. Thank you. I mean, I'm not uh, the, the six foot stallion, the, the specimen that he is, but uh, yeah, I'll take that as a compliment. So thank you. <laughs> thank, th thank you very much. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So this is, it's, it's, uh, I want to applaud you because I, I watched a few of your episodes of, have you seen any movies lately? And I, I think it's a fantastic concept. Uh, it, it looks like it's more of a social gathering. You've got a few friends over for some drinks or something and people are just having some fun. How yeah. did the how did the how did the concept come come to life? Um, I just like 
was trying to think of new because uh, Oz Culture, the Oz Culture podcast was my first podcast, and I was like, oh, I'm getting really bored of just like doing what I'm doing. I need to do something different, and I was trying to come up with ideas for something that would be more interesting. And then, yeah, uh, I decided to do that. I took some inspiration from game shows, and yeah, as you've seen, like a few of them were probably just me and my mates like drinking up and playing movie trivia i'm like i study acting so a lot of my friends are fellow actors and uh yeah so it ends up being just a fun night out and yeah i think a few of those episodes i'm probably intoxicated you could probably tell (laughs) from listening to it you're like yeah he's not he's not a full quid (laughs) no i mean it it adds to the atmosphere i think it's it's, i think it's a great idea and Actually, my battery is is about to run flat. I just need to change my battery real quick. Uh, I'll I'll be right back. Quick shout out to everyone. Uh, yeah, you can find my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and yeah, man. So if you're enjoying my voice and hearing me chat about movies, then yeah, this is my first stream, so that's kind of it's kind of cool never done something like this before yes uh anything can this is the this is the trouble with live streaming i mean anything can kind of go wrong at any one time so i should have checked that before i started to check the battery level but uh look i'm back now so it's murphy's law with anything creative anything that can go wrong will go wrong yeah damn you murphy um Uh, all right. Well, what's uh, so you you're, you're you're quite an interesting guy because, and the reason I say that is because you, you kind of got a few things creative outlets. I, I can see that you're a drum player as well, mm. uh, and so you kind of got this musical gift, if you will, <laughs> kind of you know flaring through 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 the beams. There. I mean, ha- what 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 was your childhood like? You know, playing music and. Um, I, I actually didn't start playing drums until like two years ago. So like for anyone out there that thinks it might be too late to learn an instrument, it is never too late to learn an instrument. Uh, growing up, I have two older brothers that um, both one plays bass, the other one plays guitar. So uh, that's probably had a lot to do with it. But um, I, I definitely don't have a gift for it. I'm just someone who like, uh, I'm, <laughs> I just try my best to learn the instruments or practice as consistently as possible but uh yeah i think with with anything creative it's it's more like a matter of discipline and consistency no one like i mean some people have natural talent but at the end of the day the the discipline and the consistency has got to be there like prince doesn't play all those different instruments because he just grabs it and he's like bam i'm prince yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, there's there's this hard, there's this work ethic, and I think it's like the best of both worlds. You you have to have the work ethic, and also the creative talent as well. And I think when you you kind of combine those two worlds, you get yeah superstars and mm-hmm. and and the likes of that. So yeah, it's, it's you gotta cool. you gotta like not be afraid of what other people think as well. I feel like a lot of people ask me. Like uh, people that have asked me, like, oh, I don't know, I feel like it's too late to learn that. It's because they're scared of like what other people will think or something. And it's like it doesn't really matter what age you are or like 
yeah, none of that stuff matters. Like, no one really cares. So you should just do what you want to do. Yeah, that's been something that's held me back as well. You're always kind of fearful of what your family might think, you know, your brothers or your sisters or, you know, they're always kind of uh, making their opinion of you. Why you, Why is Christian doing this? Why is he blah, 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 you know? But at the end of the day, you've just got to do you. You've just got to express you as openly as possible, I guess. Well, the, well, the popular theory, uh, I don't remember who, someone, one of those many like self-help gurus said this and I agree, is that like those people that will detract you and try and like get you off that path are usually people that are scared themselves to take on some that similar sort of path or do something creative like that. So they have to, you know, keep you off. It's like a, a friend that's like, oh, you know, why don't you stay in your lane and just not go too far out? It's like they're scared that you're going to achieve something beyond them and they want to try and keep you down so that you don't fly as high as them because then jealousy and all that stuff comes up. Yeah, that's so petty. That's so so small. I mean, I'm always trying to challenge my friends. I'm, I'm like, I even just put out recently a push-up challenge on my um. I'm going to give a shout out to my Instagram, uh, my health motivator. I'm actually like, I'm the, anno- I'm probably the annoying positive guy. I'm like the annoying dude that you open your feet and, and I'm always like posting shit and it's always like overly positive and it's always like, oh, this guy is just so annoying, but I'm, I, I don't care. I'm annoying because I'm just going to keep posting positive shit. And, uh, yeah, I want to, uh, that's, that's what I'm back to my push up challenge. I've, I've managed to. I even challenged my mum to do the push-up challenge. So, um, <laughs> so um, yeah. So I'm just challenging random people on my Instagram and my social media feeds to do push-up challenges. So um, I've got about four people doing it so far. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with that. So um, the whole time, my mind just keeps thinking, "Please don't ask me to do this." <laughs> it's like, all right, where's well, coming, man? I know that you're going to challenge me to do it. Or <laughs> well, it's only a minute. I mean, you can do anything for a minute yeah. these days, you know. So, um, I mean, look, it's up to you. I'm not. Go- I'm not. I'm not that much of an annoying dude. I mean, uh, <laughs> do do it. <laughs> yeah, I'll do. All right, I'll do it. No, nah, no, nah, it's like, look, it's up to you, but um, I don't want to get off the wrong foot. We, you know, but uh, anyway, that's that's uh, all good. But I forgot what we were speaking about. We we're speaking about uh, people that bring you down. Um, I I'm curious myself, like being that you said you're the annoying positive guy. Did did you find that there there was an experience where you had to filter out a lot of friends that were kind of like, all right, these friends don't aren't like just on my team anymore sort of thing. So I need to, to filter that. I really embrace people that are on a similar wavelength to me. Like I, I, I will, I, I, the way, the simplest way to put it is, uh, like, uh, like family. Like you, I, I treat people with, if you treat me with respect, I will, uh, I will treat you with respect as well. And I, I try and treat it like a game. Like if you treat me with respect, I'm going to try and treat you with more respect. Um, like that's that's just the way I play it, and I'm a pretty intense person when it comes to um, competitive things. So yeah, I like to take things to the nth degree, and um, because we only have one life, right? I mean, we only have one life. I mean, what's going to happen tomorrow? We could be dead, you know. So try and take 
embrace life as we are now and 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 make the most of it. I feel like so. Yeah, I think I hopefully I answered your question. I don't know if I. Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's true. Like nowadays, now more than ever, I think with like social media and stuff, it, it seems like more obvious that like the the rat race of you know just doing the same shit every. Sorry, can I swear? You can swear. You can swear. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Bitch. <laughs> uh yeah doing the same shit every day it just ain't work and people are like waking up to the fact that like they're not happy just doing the same crap and like there's we're not happy just being complacent doing the same thing over and over and there has to be something more to strive for so that's like the one one of like f- very few positives from social media and stuff like that yeah, it's it's like it's like the friend that you have that kind of always looks at the negative of life, the pessimist, and like I mean, I don't know. It's you can always the mind is is always capable of finding the positive in everything. You can even if it's the most bleakest situation, even if your parents have just passed away, God forbid, but you can always find the positive. You can and you. You know, this lockdown situation, there's so many people posting, new, just reposting news. Like, what are you doing? Like, I know it sucks. People uh, have to feed families and feed mouths, but you can choose your happiness. You can choose to be positive. So, mm. I think it's it's really important as well. Like, while it's good to be aware of what's happening, at some point you got to realize it's the same shit like on TV, the news is just repeating the same shit over and over and they have their agenda of trying to scare you because that's what causes you know the consumerism the panic buying which is a big chunk of like what all of that is about so just to be aware of that shit and don't fall into that trap and try and keep yourself busy like doing what you wanted to do staying on your mission despite this like um for a lot of good friends of mine say to me like while this is a shit situation like the whole lockdown thing it's also a situation that can kind of create opportunity in that you can try and take this and be like okay well if i'm stuck without a lot of distractions and stuff like that what can i do to still keep focused or what can i do to adapt and be like despite all the limitations i can still get all of these things done yeah for sure yeah it's kind of it's kind of like the idea that Things are going to shit, but I'm going to try and make the best of this situation. I'm going to try and develop myself even more. I'm going to try, I'm going to go double down on all these things that I could be doing. Yeah, it's, uh, are you, do you believe in any sort of conspiracies or any uh, hidden agendas or anything like that? Or I mean... I don't know what I what I can say. I mean, the police could break down my door because I disagree with the agenda that's being perp- perpetrated right now. Uh, I think it's clear as day, though. A lot of people are like waking up to the bullshit. Uh, I don't I don't need to say specifically, uh, but there's a lot of things I'm not agreeing with right now of what's happening, and I think that there's other ways to handle things besides just being so blatant and being like, oh, yeah, we're going to lock down a whole state completely. Um, it just doesn't, none of this adds up to be all about the way it's been. 
made out. It, it just it just doesn't seem right. I know, and a lot of people are like, this just it doesn't seem right. There's a gut instinct that something is definitely wrong. So I don't. I think it's easy to be like, this isn't clear as day what's being presented. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of like an over emotional reaction by the government to uh, look. I get it. People are. Do- People are dying. Or I don't think anyone's died this year from from Corona. From well, uh, it re- it depends on what the news tells you. I mean, if if the news tells me a ninety year old woman died from COVID, I'm sorry, but like uh, that is that is tragic. If like like obviously no one, we don't want anyone to die from this. But if you're trying to convince young people to be afraid of this thing, maybe saying that isn't that's not exactly going to work because the first thing they're going to think is, well, we've already heard about lies about other deaths being attributed to COVID. So how am I supposed to believe that this is necessarily from COVID and not something else? And it's just been labeled as a death from COVID. Do you believe that we have the capability to create our own vaccine? And when I mean vaccine, our our own internal vaccine by eating right, by, uh, Staying healthy. Do you think it's it that's a possibility? Uh, yeah, I think I think that yeah, like our immune system could just naturally uh, evolve and adapt. Uh, a lot of health experts say that like viruses get weaker as they mutate. So uh, I think yes. I think keeping people locked inside isn't really going to be the best strategy to boost their immune system, keeping them away from everything. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a difficult subject to talk about because I'm not an expert. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a scientist. I'm not an immuno, immunologist. So, but I know that with the immune system, in order to build the immune system, you need to strengthen it. So, cold therapy, jumping in a cold shower. Uh, fasting intermittent fasting like all these crazy things that stress the body i know that there's some the the output the result of that is is building a stronger immune system now it's it's not gonna provide any guarantee but yeah i think as humans we've we've evolved through so much you look at a thousand years ago two thousand however long ago we we survived the dinosaurs we survived all this crazy shit and we evolved through that time to survive that and even even a hundred years ago, the there was a flu. I can't remember what it was called. It was um, it was another flu that 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 struck stroke as a pandemic, and we and we got through that. So I don't know. It's uh, I think we're more resilient than what we than what we make make out to be. Yeah, it's um, it's just crazy. It's just I, I just think it's a bit over it's a bit over emotional. It's it's a it's an over emotional response. I feel like at the moment. I think now now's like the best time for comedians to. God, comedians have so much ammo to make fun of this current situation. I love following comedians and just looking at how many different ways they can take the piss out of what's happening. Like even as something as simple as like you know uh, a news report about a bank robber, and then you know. You can imagine now. Nowadays, it's like, oh, this uh, Andrew, you know, behind me. This uh, this is the petrol station that just got robbed by uh, a suspect. 
I think the main issue, though, was that the suspect did the entire robbery without wearing a face mask, okay? That is the big complaint here. If you're going to perform a robbery, you've got to at least make sure you wear a face mask and then, you know, attributing the robbery and being like, well, it's clear as day that this robbery was caused because this man obviously had COVID and the COVID caused him to do reckless behavior. It's just another reason why we all need to get vaccinated, guys. Just remember that. He's 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 uh he's uh robbed the bank with a million dollars, but he hasn't worn a mask for God's sake. He hasn't <laughs> worn a mask. He's just taken a he's just taken a million dollars out of the bank, but he hasn't fucking worn a mask. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> he killed a man at gunpoint, but while arrested, uh, he was just given a hundred dollar fine for not wearing a face mask and being taken on his way. Oh man, it's 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 so crazy, man. Like, imagine going back in time three years or five years or something, and then. Telling your future self, "Hey, in in this time, you're going to be locked down," and it it, w- it wouldn't even, it wouldn't make sense. It would just be such a crazy thing to say. If if me like if I traveled back in time to 2019 and said to myself, like Michael, you're going to be stuck in your house for two years, pretty much, doing like because of a virus, I would be like, what, like. Really, it took two years to sort that shit out. Mm. <laughs> oh my Fuck, God. man! Can you imagine going back in time and just saying to your 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 past self, like, "Dude, do not wait. Do all the things you want to do with your life because you're going to be stuck at home for the next two years." Yeah. In in actually, it's funny you mentioned that because in that week, uh, in that because uh, you're in Sydney, you you're in Sydney, located in Sydney. Yeah, or, yeah. I think the the rules are different between states, but um, when 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 we had a bit of a gap in in Melbourne, uh, I was out every night. Like I'm not I'm not working at the moment. I'm looking for jobs, but um, I had a bit of spare time, so every night I was out making the most of it, speaking to random people. Just kind of, you know, it's probably you know the health experts are probably looking at me. This guy is. Is like uh, I was checking in, so I just want to put a bit of a disclaimer out there. I was checking in and uh, staying healthy and masking up and things like that. But you know, I was I was making the most of it in in that time. And yes, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not. Next minute, next minute, it's like news alert: guy on podcast spreads spreads coronavirus amongst Melbourne. I don't know why I had the most like weirdest thought just then as you were saying that of like, you know, it gets to a point where like when people engage in casual sex now, it's like the girl's like, have you got protection? And he's like, yeah. And he puts on a face mask. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, that, that is a good point though. Like every time lockdowns have been, you know, uh, taken off and were allowed freedom again um basic freedom uh yeah we tend to like go out and party like hard man and it's so good that the whole environment and atmosphere of going out clubbing again after this shit is so it's just everyone's just got that vibe like guys we're gonna suck this all in before we get fucked over again after one case and forced to be locked down for months at a time. Yeah, it, it's it's so true. I remember, I mean, I, I love people. Like, I love being around people, and it's it's so crazy this this one this this distancing rule. And 
uh, like I went out and I remember the place that I went to, you could not move. Like you could, you, you literally like shoulder to shoulder. Like you literally, it's like complete opposite of all the rules. But, you know, it's like how, how, how long can you keep this up for? I mean, it, it's just insanity at the moment. So, yeah, I don't want to, yeah, it's just crazy. I know. But um, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it too much. It's just kind of yeah, uh, yeah it's just it's it's been done to death. It's been done to death at this stage. But um, I feel like once I open the floodgates on my anger and frustration about situations, I just don't stop. So it's probably best that I not. Yeah, let's let's uh, maybe we should <laughs> we ch- let's let's change the topic because um, <laughs> let's let's change the topic to uh, I mean the the title of the podcast was. Have you seen any movies lately? I kind of, I may have ripped that off from your, um, from your podcast, but I'm kind of giving you. I ripped off countless game shows and podcasts, so it's fine. It's always good to steal something. If you, yeah, steal something that worked from someone else. That's always a good strategy. How? Because I noticed that you haven't posted up any recent content. Yeah, it's it's been hard to like get multiple people. Uh, like in one space. Uh, obviously, lockdown doesn't help, and I've just been focusing more on the the other podcast, the Oz Culture podcast, trying to reinvent that and keep that going. Uh, but yeah, it's just been really hard trying to get people. For I didn't realize how hard it would be when I started doing that. How hard it would be to just get four people in one frame of time, in one place, and uh, yeah. So that's that's kind of why that's happened. How do you get four? Do you just have to message people backwards well, and forwards constantly, or? Well, you, um, most of those episodes I did at a friend's house, and him he li- he lives with two other actors that I study with. So we would go there. It used to be all four of them living together. I would just go there, bring my all my podcast equipment, shoot it, and record it there, and it was like really good. But um. Yeah, situations changed. I can't really travel to there because of the situation. And um, yeah, and then it just got hard with like organizing a night where all of them were free. That sucks. That really sucks. Yeah. Uh, I would love to. Yeah, that would be so cool. I, I like, the, I love the setup that you've got. You've got actually, you've got the Roadcaster Pro as well. I, I noticed that you, that you had that. And um, I'm using it right now. Yeah. Oh, cool. So am I. I got I got one. Um, got one as well. Yeah, they're pretty cool units. I mean, it's got all the sound effects, and um, you can control the levels and everything. So it's 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 awesome to use. Um, what about your camera setup? I noticed you've got you had a you got dual cameras, or ha- how's that going? Um. Yeah. You just you set up multiple cameras, and uh, when you put all the footage into whatever you're editing on. You sync everything up. You got the audio track first, then you got all the footage. It's a massive pain in the ass sometimes because technology just refuses to work with me So <laughs> a lot of the time. But uh, yeah, you just sync everything up. And then um, what I use, like Adobe Premiere, there's actually a system where you can like, you put all of the different footages on top of each other and then you can press a button and switch between angles. And then... That becomes like your your thing. Uh, it's yeah, so it's really good. It's hard to set up, but when you set it up, it, it can definitely be worth it. 
I was using Adobe Premiere, but I, I cancelled it because my computer's pretty shit and it just, I don't know about you, but it, it, for me, my computer just kept lagging and freezing. So I'm using Camtasia now. So Okay. Uh, 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 with uh, computers, you you, you got to make sure they have a lot of RAM to, to handle like video editing software and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I like, uh, I had to buy like a MacBook pro, but like edit it and customize it to be, to give it more Ram to do that. Yeah. I upgraded my Ram actually. I, I went out and bought more Ram, but it's still, I just, I think there's something else that is stuffing up. I don't know. I, so I just got, I just, one is day it, I just got fed of it. Is it of Apple? It. Is it an Apple computer? Uh, no, it's, um, a Zeus. A Zeus. Oh, okay. Usually when people tell me like, oh, I just stuffed up randomly. I'm like, is it Apple? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, ah, that's why. <laughs> that's the problem right there. Fucking. That's that spinny wheel that just came through. <laughs> through so many Apple computers, man. And they just fucking shit themselves for no reason other than. It legit just feels like Apple from afar just being like, terminate this freaking computer right now. He's just outside of the warranty. Get him now. Happens every time. Yeah. For sure. Uh, okay. And what about your, your uh, what's your favorite kind of movie genre? I know it's a pretty open question, but... Uh, <laughs> Because you're into horror, I could see you doing some horror things and um, all these other type of movie genres. What what is your favorite movie genre? To be honest, I I like movies that mix genres really well because it's so hard to do. Like one of your questions was uh, mentioned Scream. That's okay. like really good. That's interesting to me. It's like mixing comedy with horror because they're so drastically different. And especially that movie, Scream, is like a meta horror comedy where it's self-aware. It was one of the first movies of its time to be like, all right, we know that we're a horror movie and we know that these are the cliches of horror movies and having all the characters discuss that openly was like so cool to me because in other horror movies, like the characters would never acknowledge, hey, I've seen horror movies and this guy always dies first, so I'm getting the fuck out of here. So they're breaking the third wall. They're kind of making that interaction with the audience sort of thing, which is, yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd say horror comedies, uh, horror comedies and yeah, I think mostly just horror comedies cause they're the, they're just so hard to pull off, but when they're good, they're really good. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like scream. Yeah, Scream comes to mind. Uh, scary movie. I know there's a few zombie. Um, there's like heaps of zombie movies coming out now that are that are on that theme. Uh, I gotta stop with the zombie movies. I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry to cut you off, but fuck, man, they gotta uh, stop with these zombie movies. They're just so done to death. They are, yeah. I mean, people must love them though because they keep doing it. So, but I mean, once yeah, it's it's kind of they've done it to death a little bit. Well, um, yeah, it's like Fast and Furious. It's like they've done it to death. Oh, People no, no. just go and keep watching the shit, and it's like, yeah, they're just gonna keep watching it, dude. It's gonna get to a point where it's like Fast and Furious version 100 or something. You see Rock, he's like in a wheelchair or something, you know, and he's still 
you know, that guy just doesn't die. You know, he just keeps going forward. And I mean, I, I still, I still remember the first Fast and Furious. That that shit, that movie was so good, man. And then the sequel, yeah, it was all right. And then it just, I don't know what number they're up to now. I think it's number ten or something. I don't know. But up to nine. Yeah. Up to nine. I mean, what? How can you? These create these writers are so creative. Like, what? I don't know what else can you do. Like, it's just insane. At this um, point, like they just gotta, they just gotta do something ridiculous, like a crossover that makes no fucking sense, like Fast and Furious versus Space Jam or some shit like that. Have Looney Tunes characters just fight Dom Toretto and the rest of them? Because like I don't know what the fuck else they can do. That's right. Yeah. What? Speaking of Space Jam, what's have you seen the new one? No, and I probably won't. <laughs> I really won't. Is it because you you're kind of yeah, like I mean, the, the original Space Jam was not like something where I don't understand where they're going with this. Like, who the hell thought to themselves like, oh, you know what's a classic movie that just it, if it just had more polish and more you know better technology, it would just have been so much better. Space Jam, like, no one asked for it, so I don't know, man. Uh, LeBron doesn't look like he can act at all. I'm not. So, yeah, the trailer didn't really uh, hook me in. Uh, it looks pretty lame. Uh, so, yeah. It's it's hard being a movie review podcast and then being like, oh, you're going to watch that movie? And it's like, I don't want to because if I watch it, I'm like part of the problem because I'm condoning them making these shitty movies. But at the same time, it's going to give me a lot of ammo and jokes to talk about, talking about how crap it is. Yeah, I remember playing Space Jam. I think when did the first one come out? Like '97 or I don't know '98 or something. Or I was playing that on PlayStation. I was playing. Uh, they had the basketball games like a side scroller. Oh man, that shit! What that that was so fun. That game you could do like the slam dunks. Like you jump like I don't know, like thirty feet up in the air or something, and and there's like fire on the balls. Oh, dude, it was so cool. You can do everything Michael Jordan can do. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, it was. Uh, Are you gonna watch it? Uh, I'm in no rush to watch it. I mean, look. It, to be honest with you, if someone said, "Hey, Christian, do you want to come watch this movie with me?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, sure. Why not?" I'll be like, "All right." Uh, but I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not gonna rush to see. I'm not dying to see I'm it. I'm not dying to see it. Yeah. Um, it's funny because like if we weren't in lockdown, like I probably would go see like Fast and Furious Nine. But if I did, I would go hammered drunk to the cinema with like three friends. That's, I think, the best way to see it is just be pissed off my tits pretty much so that I can just laugh at it for what it is. That's so true. Yeah, because it's it's kind of at a, ridic- it's at a ridiculous point now. It's just, yeah, like, as I said, like, what else can you do with it? It's just, um, It's yeah. good for drinking games, though, I feel. Watch watch like watch any of the last few Fast and Furious movies with a group of friends and be like, all right, guys, we're gonna take a shot every time uh, Dom Toretto says the word family, and we're gonna take a shot every time something stupid happens that makes no sense and no logical sense. <laughs> dangerous game. Oh, it's a uh, very dangerous game. Take a shot every time a character that died has been brought back to life with literally no explanation. You'll be fucked, man. You'll be gone within the first 10 minutes of the movie. 
I'll have to I'll have to remove you with alcohol poisoning from the uh, from, from the. And then oh, I'll man. just be like, it was COVID. <laughs> it was COVID. <laughs> he died because he did have his mask on, but he's yeah. got his blood alcohol level is through the roof. So clear, uh, clear and shut case. What is there any recent movies that have made you feel like? Have you seen any recent like really good movies that have like, whoa, this is a good movie sort of feeling? Yeah, so uh, the last movie that I reviewed on on the Oz Culture podcast was a film called Colossal, and uh, I talked in detail about that movie. It was released a couple of years ago, but I kind of missed the boat when it came out. But then it kept popping up in some video essays I was watching, and I watched it, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like great premise, out there premise, but the actors were really good, the performances were good, and it just it took like this trope that I feel it was just done to death in movies, like the nice guy character archetype. And it just flipped it on its head completely. And it was just one of those movies that I felt subverted all of my expectations going in. What's a colossal? Okay, I'll have to check that out. Is it, uh, who's, who's, star, who's the actors that it's, are in? Uh, Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis. And Jason Sudeikis... Uh, I feel straight away from his usual shtick, which was another good thing. Okay, yeah, I'm not okay. Anne Hathaway. Okay, cool. Um, I I watched. I don't know if you've seen the movie. Uh, what do you think of the movie Tenet? I don't know if you've seen it. Fucking um, hated it. Fell yeah. asleep. I actually. <laughs> Thank you. I Thank did, you. I did a review, uh, podcast on it, and I remember I couldn't get anyone to join me for that one, so I did it by myself. And it was like a 10-minute review. And every other episode I've done has been like an hour. But this one was 10 minutes. And it was legit me just saying, this movie was shit. Fuck it. Fuck its pretentious nature. Nolan needs to go back to just doing movies where people actually understand what the fuck he's talking about. And, um, yeah, I fell asleep during the, the final act. And my friend who took me to see it was like, how the hell do you fall asleep? I was like, because the movie was so freaking boring the whole way through that I didn't care. Yeah, I lost track. Uh, I, I think he tried to overcomplicate. I don't know if he tried to overcomplicate it or something, but it's definitely not his best work because I just lost track of the plot. And yeah, I was watching it at home and I was kind of, yeah, half interested in it. Like, I don't know. Um God forbid you hate a Nolan movie because if you if you talk to any Nolan fans, they're like, you just didn't get it, man. You just your brain isn't capable of understanding his awesomeness. It's like Tarantino, man. They're like one of those directors where if you put any shit on them or their movies, everyone comes at you with pitchforks. Like, how dare you? It is a work of art. It is a classic. Okay, so. <laughs> I'm I'm sensing that you're not a fan of Tarantino as well, or uh... oh, actually, I do. I I love Tarantino, but um, when I did one, when I reviewed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I got flack from like everyone being like, "How dare you? How can you hate that movie?" And I was like, "Because it's not a fucking movie. It's just people talking shit for two hours. If I want to see people talk shit for two hours, I'll just go hang out with my mates. That's not a movie to me. It doesn't have a story. And the one time when things got interesting." They pulled away from it. So, yeah, it's just, I love Tarantino's movies. I actually, the only movie I don't like of his is um, Django Unchained 
and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Everything else I love. Yeah. I would probably I would agree mostly with what you said there. Yeah. Uh the 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 end scene, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but yeah, the end scene um with all the action, that was for me that was the highlight of the movie, all the killing. Uh but I think he kind of pulled people in with 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 the cast that he had. He had like such a strong cast, dude. It's just like how can you not watch this like you had all the all stars. It's like the all star team, you know. It's just that's what that's what I mean. You you put like you make that same movie with the same story beats and everything, but you put like a bunch of un unknown actors that are like still very good but not as well known, and you say that it's not a Tarantino that someone else directed it, and everyone would shit on it and be like, "Oh, this is the most boring fucking movie I've ever seen in my life." But oh, Margot Robbie's in it, so it, it's it's magnificent. It's perfect because DiCaprio and Pitt, they've never done terrible movies. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You're right about that. Yeah. Okay, and okay. Any other movies that are floating around that you can think of that are recent that you've watched that are? Uh, not really. But I I started watching Doctor Death. Uh, I watched the first episode of that. Uh, that seems like a good show. Like it's gone in um, good directions. Seems binge worthy. Uh, it's got a good cast: Baldwin, Christian Slater, Joshua Jackson, and uh, a lot of people have told me that it's very like unnerving because it's based on a true story about a doctor that would purposely sabotage like surgeries and and kill his patients. Yeah, right. Okay, I'll have to check that out as well. Doctor Death. And colossal. Okay, they're the two two recommendations. All right, I'll have to check them out. Uh, okay, cool. And is there anything that you're that you're working towards at the moment? Like, I you know you've got the two. Well, I was going to ask you the question: Why do you have the two podcasts? Is it hard to manage two at once, or quite easy? Or uh, when you manage both, like terribly, then no. <laughs> <laughs> Like, how is it to manage two unsuccessful podcasts that no one listens to? It's surprisingly easy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, when you put it like that. I guess it is easy. Um, yeah, I, I was actually speaking to a guy on on my podcast the other day. Uh, how to have a great podcast, and and he's he actually owns um Sound Cartel of uh, in Melbourne. It's a podcasting services and audio studio and things like that. Yeah, he was speaking about uh, how to build your audience, and and it's quite. It was a quite an interesting chat I had with him, and he was saying that it's a bit of a slow burn. It's like it's like when you cook a steak. Uh, you don't when you cook a steak, you don't keep touching it, keep prodding it. You actually just let it cook, mm-hmm. uh, and everything will take care of itself if you do a good job. Like obviously, you have to put in the the time and work, but the thing will take care of itself, and that's something that I fell into the trap. I'm always trying to play with things and tinker with things and but you just gotta let it let it cook, let it marinate, I guess. You gotta, you gotta enjoy like just the process of of that you're doing it and putting yourself out there and like f- try and forget about the analytics, the numbers going up and all that crap. Because once you forget about that, you won't even care. And then one day you'll be like, oh my God, I have a thousand listeners on a particular podcast or a hundred thousand listeners or whatever. Cool. I mean, like Joe Rogan, who like was always a 
TV personality. Like even when he first started his podcast and he was already like an announcer commentator on UFC, his podcast was still struggling. Like it didn't just overnight become a successful podcast. So for him to still have those struggles with his notoriety, that means that like the rest of us have to be patient unless we somehow get on a TV show or uh, suddenly start commentating for a worldwide sport. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I think I think Joe Rogan is is he's like a unicorn. He he's kind of so many people reference him as as this as this goat of podcasting, and he had a lot of things going for him at that time. Like he was on Fear Factor, he was doing the yeah the UFC commentating, he was he was doing all sorts of things, and I think his name just got bigger and bigger and. Yeah, people just started listening to him more and more, and yeah, it just took off. I, actually, I remember someone on my social on Instagram they posted um, like his first episode or something, and it was interesting because he's just sitting down at like a desk with a fan, like the worst setup ever. But yeah, it's just interesting looking at the his growth. And when he started doing it, he probably had people being in his ear like, "What are you doing? What are you?" doing investing in this podcast crap like what's that's not gonna go anywhere and now look at him he's getting paid millions of dollars by spotify to do episodes where he just talks shit with friends of his pretty much pretty much getting high on mushrooms and weed they get paid to talk shit with their mates while getting high on drugs about elk meat and whatever that's right yeah he loves the uh the old elk meat yep He's always bringing that up every every chance he can get. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we've uh. Okay. So I guess the next question would be: I'm kind of running out of out of content <laughs> to say, <laughs> to be honest. That's that's fair. I mean, like, uh, yeah, I've I've got an appointment at eleven anyway, so that's all good. Uh, that's but special. yeah, um. Yeah. How, how can how can people how can people reach you and and is there any final messages that you want to That's good. <laughs> good idea. Uh yes, you can contact me on my Instagram at Michael Pish Podcasting. And uh obviously I've got the Facebook pages for seen any movies lately and the Yells Culture Podcast. Also got YouTube channels for both podcasts. And uh yeah, you can find me on Actually, not on Facebook. Don't contact me on Facebook. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not on Facebook. All right. Not on Fa- what about Grinder? No, 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 Grinder. Grinder, man. Oh, look, uh, <laughs> if I set that up, uh, I'll be. You're going to have to take a number. Like, you're going to get. You're going to have to understand that it's going to take a while for me to get back to you through Grinder, of course. <laughs> uh, please don't try and find me on Grinder as well. Um, Okay, so <laughs> um, no, but oh, I recognized you from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But it's been uh, it's been awesome having you on the show, Michael. And uh, I wish I wish all the best with your podcast and everything. And if I'm ever in Sydney, uh, I'll uh, send you a message or something, and um, see what happens. Uh, but, uh, thanks, guys, and please don't forget to subscribe to my show, The Christian Buddy Show, on Spotify and YouTube. Thank you very much. Enjoy your day. Thank you. See you guys.